Hello and welcome to another episode of Protecting Patients, Preventing Harm. My name is Jasmine Saluja, and this is the fourth episode of my capstone podcast for my project, Protect to Prevent, on medical malpractice. With me today, I have Ms. Christy Coro. Christy Coro is a veteran teacher and coach in the Baltimore County School System. She's a mother to, two, to twin four-year-olds and a wife to a fellow teacher. Her twin pregnancy presented some health challenges, one of which went from a routine intake to a week-long trip to the ICU. Today's episode will cover Ms. Cora's personal story about her malpractice suffering, her perspective on medical malpractice, and some advice on what we can do to protect ourselves. Firstly, I wanted to give you a big thank you, Ms. Cora, for interviewing with me today. I'm confident that we can learn from your story and take away some helpful advice. Thank you for sharing such a difficult story, and I'm so sorry that you had to go through something so dramatic. Thank you again. Alrighty, first question. What type of malpractice did you suffer? Can you share the story? Okay, so uh, post-pregnancy, um, mm-hmm. I was having some um, abdominal pains. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'd been to the doctor to get it checked out. They thought it had something to do with the pregnancy. Um, and this is about six months post-pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And um, they thought it could be one thing. They ran some tests, didn't find anything. And then eventually my symptoms got worse. Mm-hmm. So uh, I went into the ER and they figured out that it was my gallbladder, I had gallstones, mm-hmm. and I had acute pancreatitis. It was um, really, really painful when I yeah, went in. Um, so they started me on morphine okay. uh, to help control the pain because with pancreatitis, there's not really anything else to mm-hmm. give you except pain control yeah. until it settles down, essentially. And so um, I went in and then they uh, upped my dosage from morphine, they switched me from morphine to Dilaudid. Mm-hmm. This was all um, oral medication. So I was mm-hmm. not on any monitors. Uh, they were just coming in and doing checks every, mm-hmm. I think, four hours and um, administering more meds. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was still in a lot of pain. Um, this was like day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they came in to give me a dose of Dilaudid. And they did. Mm-hmm. I took it, and within, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, um, I vomited. Mm-hmm. And so I was... Not a good sign. Not a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was... Con- uh, my first concern was if I even, you know, was going to... Like, did I get the dose? Like, would I my pain be under control? Yeah. And they said, yes, yes. You know, like, it should be fine. It should still be in your system. Mm-hmm. And... Then I fell asleep, mm-hmm. um, and my wife was there with me. She went to get food, mm-hmm. um, and she came back at some point. Um, this is the part I don't remember. It had to be yeah. told to me. Yeah. So she came back, and a nurse came in not long after. Um, I think this was about an hour later, mm-hmm. and went to do like my checks, check my heart rate and whatnot, mm-hmm. and my oxygen levels, and she... Katie, my wife said she, uh, the nurse picked up my hand to do like my pulse and whatnot, and it just dropped, like fell mm. right back to the yeah, bed. It was limp. And yeah. Katie was like, "That's not that's not normal." She normally wakes up, you know, when you guys oh, no. come in to do checks. Yeah, uh, which is which is true. And uh, so she sort of raised the alarm, and the nurse was like, "Yeah, you know, you should check on this." And then, like, I guess she checked me further, mm-hmm. and then called a code, and Katie said, "You know." team of people rushed in. Wow. Um, they got her out of the room. 
That must have been so scary for her. I, I cannot oh, imagine her, uh, you know, the, I cannot imagine what she must have been going through at that yeah. moment. Um, so they administered Narcan, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently I vomited again. I, I don't remember any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I know was I was in an elevator um, mm-hmm. in a bed with, and I was surrounded by, <laughs> I don't know, I want to say six or seven people. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I was on my way to the ICU, and I had no idea what happened. Um, it's scary. It was very scary. Uh, I was, you know, I felt like I was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. And, <laughs> that um, is, like, really terrifying. <laughs> yes, it was, it was terrifying, mm-hmm. and um, I was very out of it. Um, and then I ended up spending... So I essentially got an overdose of medication, yeah. and they had used Narcan to... Um, Reverse that. Yeah. Yeah. So... And then I ended up staying five days in the ICU. That's crazy. I never considered that hospitals used Narcan, like, as, like, a thing to, like, (laughs) reverse what they did. Like, I always thought of it as something that, like, people who, like, took drugs on their own would, like, like, as an out-of-hospital, like, personal use kind of thing. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, It was wild. Um, So what kind of treatment did you receive in the ICU? Or do you you remember anything? Was that, Um, like... Yeah, so I... um, I had friends, I had, because we had, you know, six-month-old twins at home, mm-hmm. so Katie was sort of going back and forth, so I had yeah. some friends and family that stayed That's good. with me, which was nice, yeah. um, but even, like, I talked to my, my one friend that stayed with me, and she's like, you were so out of it, and I'm like, I, yeah, I don't, because it, it took a while, <laughs> I think, for everything to get out of my system, and uh-huh. um, for me to, like, really even understand what happened, mm-hmm. Um but they took very good care of me. Good. Yeah, <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's good. Um, obviously, I think they were, there was concern there. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they treated me very well. Um, That's good. I was in there, so I was grateful for that. Good. Um, I just didn't plan to end up there. Yeah. <laughs> that is, oh, yeah, I hope nobody ends up there. Yeah. Um, second question. What would you say was the scariest part of the malpractice? The actual malpractice, the after effects on your health, or the impact on your family? Oh, um, or a mixture of all of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's it's all of the above. I mm. mean, uh, I think the, the not knowing and, and even like the, I, I don't know that I still have a good handle on like the why it happened. And I feel like yeah. they're uh, in talking to the doctors, like I did have one that, that, said to me and Katie was taking notes in this book, which she ended up either losing or like oh, getting no. picked up at the hospital somewhere along the way. But mm. uh there was one of the doctors that said basically I was, you know, given like an elephant sized dose of Dilaudid. And wow. I know and but I don't know and I don't know if they know. It could have been my system. Um it also could have been the buildup because I wasn't eating because you can't mm. really eat for um when you have pancreatitis. So mm-hmm. I was like on a liquid diet. And I had a lot in my system. The hospital should have known that you, they knew that you weren't eating. Like they knew what they were, like they should have known the indications and the contraindications. Yeah. Like they're, they're trained on that. Yes. And I think the other thing too, you know, I should have been on a monitor, like the, um, like an IV. Yeah. So that they could have kept track of my heart rate. Or your heart rate. The, they have the big beeping monitors yeah, everywhere. And it's kind of weird that they didn't have that. Yeah. They would have seen that my respiration dropped way below where it should have been. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so that, and, and again, I had six-month-old babies at home. I didn't see them for five That's days. Yeah. Um, 
that was really hard on, on my family, trying yeah, to juggle sure. all of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I definitely am wary now. Like, going to hospitals is not um, the best experience. fun. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. It's, it's a little bit scary knowing that, mm-hmm. you know, routine things can turn out the wrong way. Yeah. I'm sorry you have to go through that. Thanks. I'm sorry that your family had to go through that because I'm sure that had a big impact on everyone. Yeah, just so. Um, next question. Does the malpractice have any current impacts on you or your family's life? This could be physical or what you just said about how you're now a little more skeptical about going in through those hospital doors. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, um, mental health-wise, like I'm in therapy and... and um, you know, I think that's great for me for all sorts of reasons, but like mm-hmm. that is something that I talk about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had two trips to the hospital for the kids for varying reasons. Yeah. One, one swallowed a penny. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and Bennett hit his head and we had to take him in for um, some staples. Oh. And like, I think a lot of the effects too are, are just kind of subconscious things like that. I'm much more anxious when I go to receive yeah. care um, and just nervous. Like, I feel like we have to be on alert yeah. a little bit more. To be on your toes. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's not the way that you want to feel when you're... That's not the way it should be. Yeah, that when you go to receive care. You're trusting care, them. Yes. Yeah, you should not have to worry about that. Yeah, so I think I think that's the, the hardest part of it. Yeah, that is very difficult. Um, next question. Was a court case filed? If so, can you speak on it as much as you are comfortable in doing so? If not, why not? Okay, so uh, we did, um, we got a name from a friend and went to a lawyer and uh, we spoke at length about, you know, my experience and what happened. Um, But I'm also, I don't know, (laughs) I've never sued anybody and yeah. never, you know what I mean? I've never been yeah. in that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really push. Um, I didn't push too hard for it. I don't mm-hmm. think. And um, so anyway, we gave up, but we did get all of my medical records and we gave them to the lawyers so that they okay. could look them over. And yeah. I think they thought it wasn't really, I think mostly because I didn't have like physical damage I guess maybe is is why they were kind of like ah, I don't know that we really have a case and so we yeah. could have taken it elsewhere um, but mm-hmm. we didn't um, my big thing is the only reason I really would like for it to have gone somewhere is just because I think that people should be on monitors more I'm like, confused on why you weren't because as much as I've heard about hospitals and the visits that I've had for me or my family we've always had a monitor in the room I don't know if it's because I was in decent health. Were you in an emergency room? Thing. So I went in through the ER and then I was put into kind of a general ward. Like a until, longer stay. Yeah. yeah, until the pancreatitis was settling down. So hmm. maybe that's why. Uh, I'm not sure, but I mean, yeah. I really think that that should be standard. I think that's practice. like a, that's part, like that's, I think that's <laughs> like a routine thing that you're supposed to be, were they checking your vitals manually? Then? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Like every, every and this year. wasn't very long ago. No, this was like, this like is only a couple years. Mm-hmm. It's not like they didn't have the tech or anything. Right. Like, right. I don't know if they don't have no enough excuse. of the tech, but maybe. Yeah. So weird. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how has your suffering impacted the way your family feels about healthcare professionals more than just the facilities? So like in terms of your primary physicians, say, or like the kids' pediatricians, how do you look at the healthcare professionals differently? Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned the facilities are a little... Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, in general, I'm a fairly trusting person. Mm-hmm. Um, and we... We chose our pediatrician very carefully mm-hmm. um, and went and, you know, looked at a couple of different ones. Yeah. Um, so I think I tend to have, you would think that this totally changed. It's okay. You're <laughs> the kids. It's okay. Um, we, um, I tend to trust more. I think Katie, though, like. I'm so grateful for her because she was such a good advocate. And so I think she questions. That's good. We, we question, I think our physicians a lot more, mm-hmm. um, than we normally would, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we just, we just want to try to make sure, but again, they're the experts. So it's like, you yeah, know. You, there's a little bit of a gap, but having, um, Katie there, I'm sure is a big, huge, like you probably feel more comfortable with that because she's there to advocate, not just for you, but for the kids oh, and, yeah really important to have that. Yeah. What is one thing you wish you or your family had done differently when you were in the hospital and had suffered the malpractice? Or if, is there anything you thought maybe could have gone a little bit differently on your end or the family's end? I think that, I mean, not, not exactly. I mean, maybe we could have pushed for a monitor, um, you know, um, especially being someone that I'd, I'd never, I'd only had pain, like high dose, heavy pain meds like that once before. And that was when the kids were born. I had my C-section. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, so I don't know. I think maybe, maybe asking more questions about the dosage and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not eating and it's this, you Just know. making sure. Yeah. But like, I didn't know to ask those things. Yeah. So. So you never expected such a thing to happen. Right. So I think, you know, going into it again, you know, if uh, any other hospital stay, I think that's, that's something we could have done differently. It's just, uh, educated ourselves maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. so that we could have advocated better. Mm-hmm. Was, you don't have to answer this if you're not comfortable, but was this your first time being in the facility that this occurred or was this, had you been there before? I've like, been there before. And that pre- previous experience was fine? Yeah. um to close off what is one piece of advice you would like to give to citizens that we could use to keep ourselves safe in a healthcare setting i think having someone with you to help advocate because you know when you're sick when something's going on in your life you're not feeling your best Mm -hmm. you're not your best advocate yeah and so having someone and i think if you don't have family or friends there like i think you can ask for an app, yeah right yep. in most hospitals mm-hmm. just somebody else to to question and to just make sure they're looking out for your best interest as much as possible mm-hmm. um i think that would be a piece of advice i would give to people because if had katie not been there to like question or like you can see i mean you know i don't I the don't situation would have been would, very yeah, different. yeah i mean yeah. i don't know if they would have gotten there in time i don't i mean oh, yeah I, I just don't know so so having Having people, good people around you that you trust mm-hmm. that can help you through it and through not just, you know, 
whatever's ailing you, but but also, um, you know, asking those t- those tough questions and mm-hmm. and not being afraid to ask those questions too. Because yeah, I having think, that relationship. Yeah, we tend to tr- we tend to trust. I think our healthcare professionals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And definitely. so, I think that's that's the piece of advice I would give. It's definitely have an advocate for yourself. And just one clarification question: Was it a nurse who gave you the yes. medication? Okay. Alrighty. Before we close off, I want to give you another big thank you for joining me in this episode today and for sharing such a difficult story. I can confidently say that I have learned a lot from your story and appreciate your advice and hope that the listeners feel the same. So thank you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. With that, this is the end of this episode. Stay tuned to join me for the next one.